If it makes you less sad, I will die by your hand. Hope you find out what you want. Already know what I am. And if it makes you less sad, we'll start talking again. You can tell me how far. Already know that I am. I'll grow. Well, listen, I, I'm a busy guy, okay? I know that this is the second, maybe third podcast that I've done for this league. And am I happy about it? No. I wish I had a ton of extra time to dedicate to all of my friends in this league. I know you love it, okay? I know it's useful to you. It's probably some of the only sane, coherent fantasy information that you all get on a week-to-week basis. Um, and I, and I, I, what can I say? I've got, I've got things going on, but I'm here now. I am terribly sorry about the substitute teacher level podcast that I'm guessing you all heard a couple of weeks ago with Dave and Spencer. I didn't listen to it. Um, I'm hoping that you all were smart enough not to listen to it. If you did, I owe you a Coke um, because you all deserve better than that. Again, I'm here now and this is as good a time as any to take a quick look at our league, the status of our league and how the second half of this season looks to be shaping up. So I got my feet kicked up. I've got my laptop in front of me. And I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to go all billy boy here. Right? Meandies, meandies, no more sweaty balls or whatever the fuck. I don't listen to his podcast, but I think he just sits in hotel rooms and rambles, and he makes millions of dollars doing it, so surely it can't be that hard. Well, let's just, let's just look, at, look at this league from 30,000 feet right now. You know, we've got one team that's in first place. We've got a, a couple of guys who are right behind him there. And then we have this clusterfuck of teams that are all sitting at four and three, uh, all vying for playoff spots. And then we've got the basement, which is really about four teams right now. I did this last year for some similar things. I'll look at each of those categories and see in my opinion, who are the best and the worst of those areas, who has a chance to pop up at least, you know, one category, one tier. And then I want to take a look at my projections of who's going to end up making the playoffs in this league. 
so yeah, let's 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 start at the bottom. There's there's no reason not to. Uh, we can get it out of the way here, and you can't you can't talk about the bottom of this fantasy football league without talking about John Gregg. And John, I am not a superstitious man typically, but at this point, I think it might be smart, it might be wise to go ahead and change your team name next year. Rob Ford Fan Club is, first of all, no longer relevant. Rob Ford hasn't been relevant since like 2000. Do you know how much political bullshit has gone on in this world since Rob Ford was a thing? Just next year, make me a promise. Do something different. You're, you're Mr. Pop Culture. You know all of the goings on. Give us something topical next year, okay? Maybe that'll give you some, some good juju. So, rough year for John. Got some bad luck with Saquon being injured a couple of weeks. You know, I look up and down his team. It's not the worst team I've ever seen him field, you know? I mean, just on the sheer fact that he doesn't have 16 guys from the New York Giants on his squad tells me that, you know, he he at least made some improvements. He had the number one overall pick. You know, outside of that first pick, it's kind of a rough spot to be in in the draft, um, especially if you're not open to outside help, I offered. Um, but with that said, I, I mean, you look at the team and you see names that really should, you know, it makes you think like, surely he's won a few games this year. No, he's he's only won the one. Um Aside from Saquon, he's got Mike Evans, and you know Mike Evans going into the year, we all thought was going to be, um, you know, the guy um, in Tampa Bay, and with the new coaching staff and all that stuff. But as we uh, all know, for paying attention, it's actually kind of been the Chris Godwin show, and he's been an absolutely ma- an absolute maniac. I mean, that's not to say that Mike Evans hasn't been good. I mean, the guy. Um, is a monster of a player in real life football. It's just, he's not getting quite the, the amount of targets that he's gotten in years past. Um, not consistently anyway, but it's been a little up and down. He's had big boom games. He's had some average games. He's had some duds. Um, he's probably John's second best player. And that's not like the best spot to be in this year. Um, John has Devonta Freeman who got tossed out like, Five seconds into the game last week, not awesome. Uh, Philip Lindsay's not really um, the player that he was fantasy-wise last year when Afro uh, rode his ass um, to a very competitive season. Alshon Jeffrey, David Montgomery. I mean, there's, these are just names. This, there's just a lot of average on this team, and, and frankly, like a lot of below average. I look at... Um, Sometimes I, I like to look at, you know, how many, um, you know, how many uh, transactions a team has made uh, over the course of a year. And, you know, frankly, John's team hasn't really had a lot of activity. Um you know, I, I'd probably hit 
two or three transactions a week. I'm busy. I'm probably too busy if I can be critical of myself. John's hit 11. In a vacuum, that's not a disrespectful number. It's not like, hey, this guy's not paying attention. Um, but if I had his roster, I would have been turning over my the bottom half of my team like every single week because it just wasn't working, you know. So, oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. It's just, it, it really is sad. You know what's going to happen is is one year, probably when he changes his team name, he's going to catch lightning in a bottle. He's going to end up with um, some kind of crazy roster with some guys that were totally off the radar, and he's going to win the league going away. And that is that is a season that I, I'm here for. I want it. You know, I, I would, it would be a true Cinderella story. Right above John is Dalton. You know, the thing about Dalton's team is that Dalton's team is actually not that bad. Like, I, I could work with this roster a little bit. <laughs> you know, some misfortune with Mahomes going down, but, oh, no, who's he going to throw in at quarterback now? Well, how about Lamar Jackson, <laughs> typically speak? I mean, he's on bye this week. You know, it is what it is. But, like, but like, if Mahomes is going to go down, pretty nice to have Lamar Jackson on your squad. You know, also a nice trade piece. Um, he's had some bad injuries. I mean, Josh Gordon really hasn't been he, – he just hit IR today, but, but he hasn't really been playing, um, you know – Tyreek Hill was hurt for the first few weeks and he had to deal with that whole issue. But I mean, like Austin Hooper's been awesome in fantasy this year. And, you know, Josh Jacobs, we we don't need to get into how he acquired Josh Jacobs, but has gotten better as the year's gone on. Mark Ingram's been a revelation, uh, well, early on, and he's kind of trickled off a, a little bit, but you know, he's he's a good, solid starting running back that you don't have to think about week in and week out. Um, you know, we had Christian Kirk, but again, just injuries has kept him from, from really being on the field, but you, you'd like to think that, you know, with that talent and with that offense, if he had been on the field there, he would have some big games here and there. Cortland Sutton's been very low key, really good, uh, this year. The team is not all that bad. And so you're like, how, how does this dude end up with just one win? I think some of it's just like, is he starting the right guy at the right time? Um, you know, did, did he, was he just not leveraging, um, you know, some of the pieces that he had, he could have traded Mahomes or Lamar Jackson and, and gotten something back that he could have used, uh, cause he is a little bit thin depth wise and that's come back to bite him. But, you know, the dude is scoring a ton of points. <laughs> he's, he's, he's of, of there are, I mean, there's him, he and John are, um, are one in six. Um, but then there are two, two and five teams, uh, sod in, in Jordan and he's outscored both of those guys. And he's outscored Nathan and he's outscored Dylan and he's outscored me and he's outscored Bryce. I mean, for God's sakes, he's within one point of Spencer. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, 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 Again, I, I'm just rambling here, but I got I got to look at this. I got to see how this shook out. He he really shouldn't have won just this one game uh, this season. 
it's, it's baffling. Truly it is. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so week six, last matchup. Come on boys. Oh, full schedule. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here we are. Okay. So he lost, he lost 139 to 143 in week one. He dropped a, a, a nugget of 103 points and lost by 15 to me, by, lost by like 12 points to me in week two. Um, and then his one win, he has 149 points and beats the junk out of John Sad, who scored 84. Then he loses by five to Dave Blackshear, 120 to 125. Then he, lose, then he loses 117 to 125 to Bryce. And then he loses to Nathan in week six, 149 to 154 before last week when he lost 111 to 142 to Jordan. I mean, it, he's, he's not put up like one single stinker. His worst game was against me in week two, and he still broke 100 points. Bad luck, man. I mean, the, the, the juxtaposition between, between Dalton going one and six versus these other teams who have, you know, two wins or less is really, really funny to me. Uh, sad, but but funny. Anyway, I mentioned Jordan and, and John Saad. You know, with, with Jordan, um, oh, well, good God, I just got logged out. Hold on, I'm going to use some podcast magic. I'll be right back with you. Hey, I'm back with you. That was quick, wasn't it? Well, I was about to jump into uh, to Jordan's team. Yeah, you know, Jordan's been quiet this year. He's clearly not happy with his team. Things have gone really poorly for him. I'm not here to beat him up. Um, I, one thing I, I will say about him is that despite his record, he's still out there grinding on the waiver wire. Um, picked up Ty Johnson. I see you, Jordan. Uh, with on going out until basically the end of the season. Uh, for all intents and fantasy purposes, uh, he's not going to be playing any longer. So cool to go grab a guy who on a flyer on a guy who, who could be a useful fantasy asset. I don't necessarily know that he's going to win a league or anything, but um, certainly better than some of the guys that he had on his on his team. You know, Miles Sanders is sitting there on his bench. Damian Williams clearly was um, not the best pick. I'm, again. I'm not talking shit. I drafted him early and high in uh, a different league this year. It has been brutal, and that's with that early of a pick, it's kind of hard to come back from. Uh, O.J. Howard, another situation where, you know, you thought he was going to be really good, and everybody thought he was going to be really good, but he just isn't. Robert Woods, um, all these Rams guys outside of, like, Cooper Cup, um, it's just it hasn't been what we what it was last year and what we all thought it was going to keep being. Um, so your team is just, you know, like, oh god, I mean, like hidden in there is Odell Beckham Jr. and God bless you, man. Like it was just I think this is, is just a scenario where every single person that Jordan drafted this year um, has ended up being has ended up being a guy that like. Like if you had to redraft, would go like three rounds later than, than where they were at the beginning of the year. What a what a shitty situation. But 
you know, it's like a boom and bust team at this point. I mean, from his quarterback to his wide receivers. I mean, he's got Derrick Henry, who just loves to score one-yard touchdowns. Ty Johnson, who I mentioned. Marvin Jones Jr., who had that massive game last week. But, you know, like, can you really can you really expect him to put up even half those points on a semi-regular basis when largely his body of work this year has been just kind of an average possession guy? Golden Tate coming back. The Giants are just a bit of a mess. But, um, yeah, just just a, a rough year. He's slogging through it. And, uh, you know, nothing but respect for, for him putting in the work every week because I know that it's really not fun when you when you look at your team and you're like, this is gross. I don't like looking at, I don't like looking at this. Um, speaking of gross and things that I don't like to look at, let's move on to John Sod's team. Well, so John Sod's team, um, also with two wins, is suffering from a little bit of um, Jordan Corbett syndrome in that he's got some guys who have underwhelmed. He reached for, or not, she did, I shouldn't say reach, you know, hindsight is is always, you know, 2020. Um, but he, most of the guys that, you know, ended up on his team um, have underperformed. You know, we're looking at uh, wins and, you know, he's been up and down. Um, he's Some of his weapons have been hurt. He's His offensive line is play has not been um, up to what we've come to expect the last couple of years from the Eagles. I mean, he he's a, a great talent, but just his fantasy production hasn't been consistently good. James Conner has struggled with some injuries here and there, and he's been good, but he wasn't as good as he was last year whenever. Uh, Dylan, you know, rode him to a championship. Melvin Gordon... We all know what's going on there. Tyler Boyd's, Boyd's been a disappointment, but that's because the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals are a disappointment. They're just bad, and Andy Dalton is just bad. Um, Michael Thomas is the lone um, shining star on this team. Nothing bad you can say about that guy. Zach Ertz has been a massive underachiever especially for the the draft capital needed to pick up a guy like that. And I think it was, he actually grabbed him in a trade. I can't remember, but if I remember correctly, Afro is the guy who uh, drafted him. And then he was able to snag Terry McLaurin and, and that's all good. But again, like you feel, despite how good he is, like you feel like really good about him in your lineup every single week. You know, looking at a dude who, you know, is it Case Keenan throwing him the rock, or is it, you know, what's his name, Colt McCoy? I mean, for God's sakes. But he's going to give you, you know, five catches every week, and um, his touchdowns have been kind of like ridiculously high. I wouldn't be surprised if he went, you know, four or five games without getting into the end zone, and then you're really kind of um, – up shit creek because he's relied on that touchdown produ- production quite a bit. Eh, well, anyway, the, the rest of his team isn't all that worth talking about. His depth is kind of trash. Um, Gallup is fine, but he's, you know, he's a boom bust guy. Brita's in a stable of running backs. So it's like, I don't know who's going to touch the ball um, in San Francisco week to week. Metcalf, boomer bust. You know, Dorsett, who knows now that Sanu's playing um, in New England. 
Um, but hey, at least you're smart enough to keep Benny Snell on the on your bench just in case James Conner gets hurt. I'm sure it'll feel like you'll feel like a huge sigh of relief if uh, Connor goes down and you're like, well, God, good. I can throw Benny Snell in there. Um, just, just kind of bleh, you know, but again, a lot of it is not necessarily, um, you know, like mismanagement or anything. Some of it's just kind of poor luck. Well, speaking of luck, let's talk about Andrew Luck. Nope. I'm just kind of vamping until my, uh, screen pops up. All right, well, let's jump into um, the four and three teams, and that um, includes Spencer, it includes Bryce, it includes myself, it includes Dylan, um, and it includes Afro. And you know, when you when you just like quickly glance at these teams, you know, there's not really any one team that jumps out at you. It's kind of kind of funny. Um, and when we look at the top tier of teams, those top three guys, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. But but with these, with this middle tier, um, all all four, all five, I should say, uh, are kind of in the same pocket, um, scoring around the same amount of points. Um, there is an upper echelon, but the, the, these teams are like like any any one of us could um, rip off a, you know, a three-game winning streak. Any one of us have a, a roster that, if everything breaks right, um, can beat any team in the league, right? Uh, the problem is, is that pretty much any one of us have a team where if things don't break the right way or if enough things don't break the right way, we could in, end up um, getting beat by, you know, Jordan or John. Choose your John. Um, so I guess we can we can just go uh, from the bottom up, and we'll start with with Nathan. You know, last year he was super competitive um, through to the end, and you know, I, this year I, I look at his team and like the bones of the team look good. You know, I, I look at um, I look at his roster and. and um, for the most part, I, I like what I see. I will say he took a couple of risks or he has a couple of, you know, I, again, I can't remember who drafted who and if there've been trades or was that one flurry of trades that happened. Um, but like the starting lineup for the most part looks nice. Tom Brady, uh, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, Tevin Coleman. I mean, the, the running backs group is, is pretty nice. Um, outside of that, there aren't any running backs. And so, um, there is a bit of a depth issue there, but I'm, I'd be happy starting those three guys week in and week out. Wide receiver-wise, you know, if you had asked me like last week how I felt about it, um, I, I wouldn't have been as high, but, you know, circumstances change. And you've got Adam Thielen who goes out with an injury, and now you've got Stefan Diggs with probably a couple more targets coming his way. This week going up against Washington, he might feast, you know. Calvin Ridley, you know, Mohamed Sanu gets shipped out. He's gonna get a couple of targets, a couple more targets a game too, you know. And he's a really good, talented player. Um, the Falcons aren't very good, um, but when Matt Ryan's healthy, they throw the ball around all the time. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna play or not. I can't. I haven't. I try not to think too much about really, really bad football teams, and the Falcons are really, really bad. Um, he's got Travis Kelsey, and you know, I think 
Travis Kelsey might be the linchpin for this team. You know, if if Kelsey with Matt Moore in or when um you know, when Mahomes comes back, you know, they've got their full complement of weapons and when the offensive line gets healthy again, um you know, specifically having having Tyreek Hill back, he's not going to be drawing bracket coverage or um double coverage or you know, he he's going to be able to to do that thing where he just kind of like runs over the middle of the field um, and Mahomes finds him, you know, kind of over by the numbers. He just runs those kind of like deep in routes and um, he's got like one guy trailing behind him and then he just lumbers for 30 yards two times a game. I think he's going to get back to that and I think he's also going to regress back with his touchdown numbers because he really hasn't been in the end zone that much this year. So if he you know, continues to get at least what he's getting now from a catch and a yardage standpoint and starts tacking on some touchdowns, um, you know, Afro's team could easily um, be a team that is not only in the playoffs but could could make some noise and and maybe make a run into the playoffs. Uh, But he's also, like, kind of looking up and down. Like, he's like a, a running back injury away from having some major problems. Because I don't know if you guys have seen the waiver wire recently. It's dire. It is gross for um, wide receivers and running backs. It's just not fun. As somebody who would like to have another wide receiver on his team, um, it's not pretty. Um, all right, that's enough about him. Let's keep on moving. Moving on down the line. Vamping some more while my page loads. Here we go. All right, um, let's talk about Dylan, uh, the reigning champion of this league. Uh, Dylan is, um, you know, not not bad. He's not good. He's not bad. He's, uh, well, I'll tell you what he is. He's addicted to Joe Mixon. And typically, you know, I, I wouldn't fault a guy for that. But... Using my hindsight goggles, I'd say that was a dumb thing to do. Why would you hitch your wagon to Cincinnati's offense? Well, probably because you, like me, when we were going through the draft process, uh, recognized that Joe Mixon's really, really good at football. And last year, um, the Bengals were really bad, and he was still uh, really nice to have on your team. And he scored a lot of points, and he got the ball a lot, and he caught the ball a lot. This new offense uh, does not agree with Joe Mixon. Um, he has just been, I'm sure, a massive pain in Dylan's behind. I mean, for God's sakes, I think he hasn't even really been all that injured. I think he got banged up in like one game, but like he's getting consistently 15. Well, no, it's not consistent. That's even grosser. I mean, holy shit. He's had one two games with under 10 carries. He had another game with 10 carries, another with 11 carries. I mean, his yards per carry is like really, really bad. And that's not necessarily like an indicative stat. It's kind of misleading a lot of times. Um, but he's also not even getting, you know, that many balls thrown to him. The high mark was like four, four receptions against Pittsburgh. And those four receptions went for one yard. The most points he scored in a game this year is 17 points. And everything else has been at like, 10 points or under for the most part. It's gross. Um, but because of 
Dylan's team um, in the construction of it, it's kind of like what he has to roll with. Um, he's really wide receiver heavy. His running back depth is trash because running back this year in fantasy football is trash. And he's kind of just going to have to cross his fingers and hope that the Bengals get smart and just start handing the ball to Mixon 30 times a game. Because outside of that, Dylan's team is going nowhere, and it's going nowhere fast. Kind of a shame because the rest of his team looks really good. I mean, Love Bell would be a nice RB2 Um you know, the wide receiver situation is really nice. Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, um, Allen Robinson's been quietly really, really, really good. Um, even on his bench, I mean, John Brown's been good. Jarvis Landry is, well, he's Jarvis Landry. I mean, that, he's not like the a bad like fifth wide receiver to have on your team, by, for God's sakes. And then he's got Deshaun Watson, you know. Um, it's just like you almost look at it and you're like, all right, if I'm dealing – can I can I can I package two of these wide receivers to go get myself a, a another startable running back, or even just like one of my better wide receivers and and do a one for one trade to get a running back and to get some depth? Because uh, he's got guys on his bench that play wide receiver that he could plug in and 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 be fine. But yeah, not my team, so I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Okay, I think the next team that we're going to look at is mine. My team is frustrating. Um, I'll tell you, I don't love it. Um, I haven't loved it all year. It's been, it's kind of like, um, you know how in your closet or in your drawer, you've got that one pair of jeans where it like, it's not necessarily like the fit that you like. Um, or maybe it's the wash that you don't care for. Um, but despite that, like you've, you look and you're like, holy shit, man, like I've had these jeans for like four years and they're just kind of like, I mean, they, they're comfortable and, uh, I can wear them out without having to worry about, you know, getting them all goobered up. Um, and you know, they're just fine. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't wear them on a date necessarily, but if I'm, if I'm going to the movies by myself, um, or if I'm going to the grocery store, these are absolutely fine pants to wear. That's kind of like what my team is. You know, the real struggle I've had with my team is that it took a long time for Aaron Rodgers to get rolling. Uh, I think he's, I think he's kind of there now. And you know, he's, he's coming up on a decent little stretch of his schedule where, um, hopefully he's going to be owning defenses, uh, and throwing for a lot of points. Um, cause he's got Kansas city this week and I think he's going to shred them. I hope he does. I really do for my sake. Um, but I, it was the first time in a long time where I was like, wow, that's pretty good value for Aaron Rodgers in this draft. I'm going to take him. I usually wait a long time to get a a quarterback. And then right when I, right when I picked him up, I was like, this was, that was so fucking dumb. I could have had a really good wide receiver or a really good running back in the spot. What was I thinking? And I regretted it and I still kind of do. But I'm making it work. You know, if Devontae Adams hadn't been hurt for the last three weeks or four weeks or whatever it was, the stack of Rodgers and Devontae Adams would have been really nice. It may have won me a, an extra game or two, potentially. Um, but alas, Adams has been hurt, and so I've kind of had to, to scramble a little bit at, at wide receiver. You know, um, early in the year, I, I loved the, I loved having Eckler, obviously. I mean, he was, you know, top three at the position. And now with Gordon back, it's a little muddier. He's he's still putting up good numbers, but 
every time I have to put him in the starting lineup, it just feels yucky. I don't know um, when the other shoe's going to drop and like Melvin Gordon gets his feet under him and I'm up shit creek because there will be a game where Eckler just has like three points and I'm going to be screwed. Um, but, you know, my running back depth is, well, it's all of my depth. My wide receivers are very banged up and frankly, uh, it's not an ideal situation for me. Uh, I've got some, some guys that I can throw in there and expect to get seven or eight points. I also have some guys, um, sitting on my bench that are, um, going to be absolutely dynamite for me if the starter on their team gets injured. For instance, Alexander Madison. You know, if Dalvin Cook goes down with an injury, I've got myself a, a running back one, and I feel pretty good about that. Um, Royce Freeman, you know, it, he's splitting the carries right now with um, Lindsey 50-50. If Lindsey goes down, Royce Freeman's going to be a monster because he's just, he's just going to get all the touches. Devontae Booker's not going to take those touches away. Um, and then I picked up J.D. McKissick. You know, I, I thought, you know, the Ty Johnson pickup, I knew that he was going to be highly sought after. But sometimes we don't really know what the situation is going to be with these backfields when, like, the main guy goes down. And J.D. McKissick's been in the league, and he catches a lot of passes, and he's super fast. And I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag where everybody else was zigging. I'm going to pick him up on the off chance that maybe he ends up being the more startable player in Detroit, Um in that backfield. We'll see. It really doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I could drop him in two weeks if, um, if it just seems like he's not on the field at all. So, um, anyway, that's a little bit too much about my bench. I also have Sony Michelle. I think he's this year's version of LeGarrette Blunt from like, what was it? 2016. Um, he sucks, but he scores touchdowns all of the fucking time. And I love that about him. He's always in the end zone. He just falls with the ball in his hands across the goal line and gives me six points at a time. I think it's just going to keep happening because the Patriots just seem to always do that. And um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to roll with it. He's going to have some days where he scores like three points. And I, I do understand that. But I think especially as the weather gets colder up in New England, um, this team is just going to keep running the ball more and more. He's going to hopefully get into a groove. He Late last year, he really turned it on. He had like six touchdowns in the play, or in the playoffs. I think it could be similar this year. You know, I got my fingers crossed that he's just going to keep racking up touchdowns. That's all I want him to do. You know, I got Kittle. Kittle's been meh um, since I since I traded for him. Listen, uh, he's tight ends a mess. So like, I'll take the guy with the upside who what did he like lead? He like broke the record for like tight end yards last year. He's super talented. I'm gonna keep playing him. Juju, we know his quarterback situation. He's not a number one wide receiver, but he's what I have, and I'm gonna deal with it. So yeah, I mean, my team, like I said, it's a comfortable pair of jeans, not the best to look at, but I'm gonna find myself in the playoffs, and you you know like maybe some things break my way and I I might have a team that makes one of those really frustrating runs that everybody hates to watch me make. All right. Dude, did you guys see how great it was that I didn't sit and like linger on my team? I got through that really quick. Good good job, Josiah. Well, let's talk about Bryce and Bryce's team. Bryce's team, Bo Body or Bo Bo Body. Uh, yeah, so, um, 
Bryce got beat by Spencer last week, and you know they both have the same record now. Um, you know Bryce, his team looks pretty good from my vantage point. Um, it's not great, but it's pretty good. Adam Thielen injury hurts. The carry on Johnson injury hurts. I mean, he's he's got obstacles to overcome to be sure. Um, with that said, you know James White has a really nice floor every single week. DJ Moore is really good, and he gets peppered with targets, and he's got the potential to always have like a massive game. Emmanuel Sanders now with San Francisco that could be really good. It could be pretty bad. We don't know yet, but. I bet on the talent, and that offense has been looking for somebody to throw the football to because their wide receivers suck. Um, Hunter Henry's been good since coming back. He could be even better um, as time goes on. Uh, Phillip Rivers seems to love throwing the rock to him. And then what really helps Bryce is that he has the Patriots defense, and the Patriots defense has been, well, otherworldly, I guess would be the way to put it. Uh, I guarantee if I go back and look – those guys uh, on the defensive side of the football have single-handedly won Bryce Weeks. And I'm sure if you guys have played Bryce, you may have been the victims of that. Uh, you know, he's got Zeke. He's got Kyler. Um, it's, it's just a good-looking good team. It doesn't really frighten me. Like, if I'd, like I, Bryce is like the quintessential, like, middle-tier team. Um he, his team could drop like 160 points. They just could. Um, when they're at full strength, when they're not on buys and all that jazz, uh, he's, he, you know, he, he's got that potential. But they could also put up some pretty massive duds. So, um, yeah, let's move on to Spencer's team. Spencer, 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 Spencer. Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. Still one of my favorite team names in this league. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, let's look at the squad, right? So, Drew Brees out. Should be back. Currently, you've got Stafford in there. Dude, Stafford's not a bad player right now. The dude's hot. He he runs a little hot and cold, but my God, when he gets rolling, he is a bear. Um, Yeah, so his team... Um. He's got Alvin Kamara, smartly has Latavius Murray. Um, so he's got that backfield locked up. It's a good backfield to have locked up. And on top of that, he's got Marlon Mack, who's been up and down. Um, he's kind of matchup dependent, right? Like sometimes the Colts just decide that he's going to touch the rock 20 times a day. And then sometimes, even though you thought like, hey, he's going to be really involved against the Texans, he's not. Um, but that's not really where the strength of Spencer's team lies. You know, his wide receiver pair is maybe maybe the best in our league. I mean, Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup have been good, like really good. Um, you know, week, week in and week out, they're putting up really good numbers. And then, you know, his depth is not bad either. You know, Sammy, Sammy Watkins has been hurt, but, you know, he's, when healthy, um, somebody that you can plug into your lineup and, and expect at least some amount of production. And the same thing with Brandon Cooks. I mean, he hasn't been, um, you know, I mentioned this before, you know, these these Rams wide receivers outside of Cup uh, haven't been what we thought that they would be, but 
he's still a super talented guy who could pop off at any time. I don't love that you have to start, you know, two Rams wide receivers in your lineup, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think the other nice thing about Spencer's team is that he's got Mark Andrews, who is the leading receiver for the Ravens. Um, that is a nice little, nice little um, advantage to have, you know, most weeks whenever you're you're going up against uh, other teams with typically pretty shitty tight ends. Um, and, again, I, I look at his team. If Alvin Kamara gets healthy, um, you know, uh, it it's a team that could easily win this league. Um, the only real question mark is, like, will Marlon Mack – um, get back to being con- a consistent contributor, or is he going to have games where he just flops? Because that can really crush you, um, especially as you get towards the end of the year when you need wins for playoff seating, and then once you get into you know winner go home games in the playoffs. But the nice thing is, quietly, he's stashed Kareem Hunt sitting there on the bench, and I'm telling you, David, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Kareem Hunt is going to play a fairly significant role on that Cleveland Browns offense, and you are going to be left holding the bag with Nick Chubb because you think he's going to be a running back one for the rest of the year, but he's not. He's going to start. There's going to be a timeshare. They're going to use Kareem, and you are going to be screaming into your phone, and I can't wait for that Sunday to come. I can't wait for, for that Sunday to come where, like, on the goal line, Nick Chubb trots off to the sideline and in comes Kareem Hunt, and they run it with him three times, and he gets a touchdown. <laughs> I really am looking forward to that. Well, I got a little distracted there, and I don't want to take away from how good Spencer's team is. He is leading the pack of all these four and three teams. Um, and he is the closest to this top tier of, of, of squads. Um, but there's a pretty big gap between him, the rest of us, and these top three teams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up. I, I, I kind of transitioned into Dave's team. So let's start at the top. Dave is six and one. Six and one. You guys remember a couple of years ago when he won this league? God, that was the worst. Didn't love it. Don't want to see it again. I look at his team and I'm like, man, it could happen. And then I look at his team again and I'm like, nah, it probably won't happen. Because, yeah, he's got Russell Wilson, who's great. And, yeah, he's got Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones is starting to split carries more and more with Jamal Williams. He had a big game last week, but it's like sometimes he has big weeks. Sometimes he doesn't, you know. Um, this week I think he'll probably have a big week because he's playing playing Kansas City. Um but their schedule gets harder as the year goes on. Their division's really tough. There are good defenses in that division. I could easily see situations where they're going up against Minnesota or the Bears, you know, in some crucial games for Dave, maybe even in the playoffs. And Aaron Jones just doesn't ball out. And he's relying on Aaron Jones to ball out because outside of him, yeah, he's got Nick Chubb, but I just made my uh, my thoughts on Nick Chubb pretty clear. And I, I don't think that come playoff time he's going to be the guy that he's been so far. Uh, so what are you going to do? Play Frank Gore? Don't feel good about that. Duke Johnson? 
Nope. You know, but Dave's probably screaming into his phone right now. He's like, yeah, well, look at my wide receivers. Well, yeah, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. He has been awesome this year. You know, he's a top 10 wide receiver, but you draft DeAndre Hopkins to be a top two wide receiver, you know? Um, he's got T.Y., but T.Y. is another one of those guys where it's like he's going to have big games um, and he's got a decent floor, but he's not in every week, you know, balling out type guy. He's going to have games where he has like 9, 10, 11 points. Eh, let me let me not talk out of my ass. Let me pull it up and just, and just verify because he has had some injuries this year. I mean, to be fair to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I was a little bit right and a little bit wrong. So he's had games of 28, 20, and 19 points. He had a game of 14 points. Um, he's missed one game, and then they've they've already had their bye. You know, against Kansas City, I think he was a little bit hobbled. He didn't really um, see a ton of action. Um, but also, and he didn't really have to throw the ball because they were just bludgeoning the Chiefs' uh, def- defense. Um, so his passes by. You know, if he stays healthy, the schedule lines up pretty good. He he might end up being like if Dave wins the league this year, I'll say I'll say this. If Dave wins the league this year, it'll probably be on the back of T.Y. Hilton. Um But you know, I for me, I know Jacoby Brissett's been good, but the more tape defenses get on this guy, you know, I think the more they'll figure him out. I like the coaching staff. I love the team overall. Um, but Brissett's not, he's not a top five quarterback. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Um, so I think that, you know, there, there might, there might, there, I could see a scenario where because of the quarterback play, Hilton kind of falls off, maybe not falls off, but his production tapers to more of a low end wide receiver too, as opposed to kind of a low end wide receiver one that he is right now. Um, your depth is garbage. Uh, you, for some reason, have three tight ends. You know you probably can only start one of them. I mean, I don't think you're going to throw one in your flex, although you certainly could. Um, the, the only guy on your bench that I'm like, ooh, that's, that's nice, I'd like to have that, is Curtis Samuel. Um, he's not doing you much good because you're probably not going to start him over DJ Shark ever. Whatever. The team looks good. I don't think that this is necessarily a league-winning team. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Dave started to kind of fall apart in the back half of this season. More on that here shortly. We've got two more teams to look at. The first one um, is Austin Atkins. You know, Austin's in second place this year. His team is really good. And these next two teams probably have... The most complete lineups, the most complete rosters of any team in our league. So there, there are really very few um, things to nitpick on on his squad. Um, he's got a really nice stack of Dak and Amari Cooper on his team. He's got Christian McCaffrey uh, and Leonard Fournette at his running back spots. McCaffrey has been an absolute god. He's untouchable. He is far and away the best fantasy asset to have this year. It's not close. Um, he's got Tyler Lockett, um, 
who, if that's your second best wide receiver on your team, you're doing something right. Um, he's got Darren Waller. You're welcome because of the trade that we made. Um, for better or for worse, it's just a it's just a filthy, filthy lineup. And you know, when you look at the starting lineup this week because of some buy stuff, you're like, man, man, it doesn't look as quite as good as I I would think. But holy shit, man. It's just... I'm I'm almost at a loss for words because it's just so deadly lethal. Um, Yuck. Well, I'll just move on to Josh because I... I would love to say something bad. There's just nothing bad to say about that team. I, I do recall looking at Josh's team yesterday, and, and I there were there were some things up about that team that I, I, I wasn't sold on necessarily. I know that he's the Dalvin Cook owner, right? Um, I know he's the Chris Godwin owner. When you look at some of the rest of his team, there are some questions. Um... You know, obviously David Johnson is injured right now, not a hundred percent, which is not ideal for him. Um, and it's kind of touchy, right? Because like he started last week, but he basically played like two snaps. Um, and if he's active, you kind of have to start him. Uh, but is that is the ankle injury going, going to be lingering? It could be. And um, if David Johnson is hobbled or out uh, for any you know stretch of time, um, his team looks significantly worse. His depth at running back is not great. You know, he does have Jamal Williams, and he's starting him in his flex currently. Um, and he's a startable asset, you know, he's, but he's not, he's not a, somebody I would want to rely on if I, if I could avoid it. He's got Devin Singletary. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of projected him to be like the running back in Buffalo, but due to injuries and just the ageless wonder that is Frank Gore, he's not getting a ton of touches. Um, and frankly, when he has it, he hasn't been um, as impressive as we all kind of hoped that he would be going into the year. Wide receiver wise, you know, he's got Edelman, he's got Godwin. Um, and when those two are healthy and on the field, like it's not too shabby. Um, he also has Mohamed Sanu now, who just got traded, and the jury's out on if that's a p- positive or negative thing for Sanu's fantasy value, uh, but I would think that moving into a Tom Brady offense is probably a good thing once he gets up to speed, and um, it may be something that pushes Josh over the edge to win the league for the first time. But again, like th- just the vibe of this team, it, I just don't... I don't have the love for it that I do for for Austin's team. It's good, mind you, but I would also I would also submit that a lot of the you know gaudy point total that Josh has put up has been driven by um, some massive Chris Godwin games, um, and I think that some of that's going to be coming back to earth a little bit as you know I I believe in Mike Evans. I, I think that he's a better football player than Chris Godwin. So I think eventually those things tend to even out, and you may have some more normal-type games for Chris Godwin. Um, Matt Ryan's been great, but Matt Ryan is now also hurt, and so we don't even know who he's going to, who Josh is going to have to be.
be able to start at quarterback this this week if Ryan can't go. Um, so, you know, this kind of leads me to my next point. And I wanted to take a look at these three tiers that I kind of separated out. And I wanted to isolate um, teams that I think are going to end up in maybe a different tier. Um, I'll start with Josh. I, again, no disrespect. The team is what it is, and he's banked five wins this year. Josh is going to be in the playoffs. I would be baffled if he wasn't. But do I think that he's going to be challenging for a first-round bye? Do I think he's going to be a one or a two seed? I don't think so. I really don't. I'm thinking um, comfortably fifth. He may finish fifth this year. Uh, fourth or fifth sounds about right. Um, I'm I'm fairly confident that it's going to that this is what the playoff um, schedule is going to look like once it gets to that point. I think we're going to be looking at a scenario where Dubs is the number one overall seed. I think that Dave is probably going to be the second or the third seed. I think Spencer is probably going to be the third or the fourth, somewhere in that number. Um, and then I, ugh, gross, this is just hard to do. Um, you know what? I'm going to pause. I'm just, I'll just say this. I'll tell you the six teams that are going to be in the playoffs. I'm going to sneak in there. I'm going to be the sixth seed. Okay. I'm just going to wiggle my way in there. Probably in the last couple of weeks. It's just what I do. This is how I win this, this league. And I'm, and I'm going to sneak into the playoffs again. I think you're going to see Spencer. You're going to see Josh. You're going to see Austin. You're going to see Dave in no particular order. That leaves one spot. One spot left. And I think that that spot is probably going to go... For lack of a better team to throw in there, because I, like again, I I think that's probably going to go to Dylan. On the back of his wide receiver depth, I, he's he's going to to be probably the fifth or sixth seed in, in in the playoffs. Everybody else is out. Sorry, you may as well just don't set your lineups anymore. You can just quit because you're not making it. But for real, I. I think Dylan has a chance to leapfrog my team, leapfrog Bryce's team, um, and to finish in the top five in the regular season and, and find himself comfortably into the playoffs. Uh, on the other side of that, I think um, that Afro's team sitting at four and three has the best chance to um, plummet towards the basement of this league, uh, whereas I think um, what could could end up happening is you know, depending on the length and severity of Patrick Mahomes' injury, and it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal. Um, I wouldn't be all too shocked if, um, when this when the regular season's over, uh, Dalton's team ends up finishing like eighth, maybe seventh, because I think again, one win is not enough for his, for for the team that he has. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if that were to happen. I, you know, everybody else is kind of like right around where I feel like they should be, and that's typically true. But I think there are always a couple of teams that are 
um, you know, for whatever reason you get, you know, halfway through the season and, uh, just weird stuff happens and it's not, you know, indicative of the quality of team that you have. Um, I don't know. That's basically what I have for you guys. Uh, shout out to Dave Blackshear, uh, eat an egg, an old one. Uh, your breath smells like a fart. Shout out to John Saad. Uh, I hope Mexico is like an okay time. Mm. Shout out to John Gregg. Fix your team name. Um, and shout out to Josh, because you'll never hear this, and you're you're a cool guy. This is the part where I hit the outro, and uh, I'll probably not do another one of these for like weeks because I'm a very busy person. And so with that, I'm going to keep saying words, but I'm going to lower the volume slowly. I'm going to taper this thing off, and I'm going to taper up some outro music. And by that point, you won't even hear what I'm saying anymore, but you will hear the music that I'm playing. This song is by Iron and Wine. It's called Communication Cups and Some, Some, Some. Tomorrow and she'll say come find me on a beach and there will 